often say that when uh, the United States uh, sneezes, the rest of the world catches the flu. And this is exactly it. All right. I see she and for now. Thanks, Wandide. Okay. Thank you very much. It's nothing personal. It's just taking care of business on Raza Fam. The Absa Business Agility Series was proudly brought to you by Absa. We do more so you can. That's Africanacity. Absa's managing executive for both Mpumalanga and KZN, Ronim Badzane, is with us again this evening as we profile another business owner who has survived the repercussions of the pandemic thanks to Absa Bank. Now, Ronnie, who are we chatting to this evening? No, thank you so much, uh, Zing uh, Gisa, and uh, again uh, appreciate this opportunity uh, to talk to the listeners uh, in this series of, uh, you know, agility. Um, today we are very, very uh, lucky to have uh, a very successful woman-led business, Utembeli uh, Chali, who runs um, a business in the high salt in Pumalanga. And they've really done well in terms of uh, managing, you know, their business with uh, with uh, with uh, Mpo Charlie, who have combined for 20, 20 years running um, um, a very successful successful business. And again, today we want to showcase, uh, you know, um, real life stories of, of of themselves in terms of how um, they've uh, maneuvered uh, the situation within COVID. And I hope that uh, it's going to, you know, inspire some of the clients that uh, bank with us. Now, Temelikle Mjali, who owns TL Ideas Trading, is with us this evening. Welcome to Taking Care of Business on Rise of Fame, Temelikle. Thank you, and hello to everyone. Now, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Who is Temelikle, and what exactly is your business all about? Okay. Temelikle Mjali is a black woman. Um, from Nampumalanga province, managing director and of TL Ideas Trading, a black woman-owned company based in Pumalanga province in the Malakini municipality with offices in Whitbank and Wachis. Mm. Founded in the year 2013, the company founders are myself, Timbili Shemchali, alongside Mbongani Chali, um, with a combined experience of over 20 years business management experience in the supervision of various contracts, projects, under various companies. We have been extensively involved in the construction industry through the expanded public works program mm. in the Dangale district. Um, we're also involved in scrap metal recycling, ferrous and non-ferrous metals, waste management at various mines and power stations, Furthermore, we have also been involved in the industrial and domestic cleaning in the mining sector and general supplies at mines and power stations. Mm. And um, maybe just uh, for the benefit of our listeners, um, I think you've actually covered it a bit, but what does your business do and how does it add value to your customers? Okay. Our business is mainly involved in waste management Mm. and industrial cleaning, right? So waste management, basically covering our general waste, your domestic waste, hazardous waste, your industrial and scrap metals, Mm. right? Um, We're also involved in industrial cleaning, so which these two honestly do go hand in hand in some instances as we clear up sites, certain Mm. sites, 
then there's certain waste that's generated, therefore the waste needs to be disposed of. Mm. So, yeah, that's the short um, summary of it. And basically the value that we actually add to our customers is as directors of the company, uh, we have a hands-on approach with mm. our clients, making us fairly accessible and easy to reach, therefore providing um, our clients with prompt, speedy and efficient service. Mm. It's a sure thing, but how did you start and what inspired you to venture into that sector? Um, it has always been a dream of mine to be um, a self-employed mm. uh, woman, right? Uh, from a tender age, um, the passion for running the business was realized while I was still in school. Mm. My mom had a spaza shop um, during my primary school years. And we did a, she did a lot of handwork, mm. you know, um, where my sister and I would also be selling, like, your head headpieces head that she would, like, sew herself, mm. you know, going door-to-door in our neighborhood, selling those off. Um, also, during my high school years, I would buy chips and sweets, you know, like mm. your your vendors at um, outside of school, especially yeah. attached to school, those, those ladies who sell there, I would sell something similar. Mm. But inside school premises, you know, um, which helped a lot, you know, um, at home, uh, the finances that I put in helped also my parents, you know, to make ends meet. Mm. Um, after completing my high school, my parents didn't have a lot of money to ensure that I furthered my tertiary education. I then took a gap year and did retail work, Mm. then registered the following year for a marketing diploma. It was during this time when I registered my first company doing some supply work for power stations. Obviously, this was financially taxing and extremely costly, as one needed to have funds available to always ensure uh, you supplied your orders promptly without delays. This was a tough period for me, having to go through school, work at the same time. Yeah. Years later, I then met my husband and business partner. We both shared the same passion to be self-employed and create sustainable employment and business opportunities. Coming from different backgrounds, obviously, and running different businesses from um, both our families, Mm. you know, also on a small scale. My husband had an engineering background, um, and his business was involved in buying and selling of scrap metal. Mm. He then persuaded me to join him and then tried to pursue scrap metal projects and contracts. He took me everywhere Mm. and taught me all that I know about scrap metal industry today. Mm. He also put me like in the deep end, allowing me to do presentations for potential clients. Actually, that really impressed some of our corporates as they found it quite fascinating to see a young black woman involved in what we then termed a mafia business at the time. Both our families obviously were involved in various businesses, such as construction. On both sides of the family, there's a lot of construction um, businesses, um, taxi industries as well that uh, the families were both involved in. Mm. The love of having a clean environment and collecting waste and generating an income out of that grew stronger in us. Mm. We then decided to put our full focus on growing our brand and putting our own step in this very vicious industry. We managed several contracts at power stations and some mining houses. Then in year 2013, we decided, okay, 
um, let us now, you know, start this new venture, which mm. is PLIBS Trading. Out of the love of waste management, we wanted to grow our company to become a total waste management company dealing in various waste uh, streams and industrial cleaning. Mm. The idea really came about when we realized that nothing is actually waste. Mm. What people throw away as waste or unwanted material, we can then turn that into something reusable and generate an income to support our growing family and also help um, many families, um, you know, to put food on their table to sustain their households as well. And for those of you who have just tuned in, we are chatting to TL Ideas trading owner, which is Temilithle Mjali, on how APSA helped her navigate the after effects of the current pandemic. Now, um, well, touching on the pandemic, it obviously had some effects on your business. So how did it impact you? Yeah, you know what? I can't say I was 100% safe mm. from the pandemic. Um, COVID-19 had a dire, dire impact on most businesses, including us. Um, you know, this has caused like serious things on many businesses. Mm. Some having to close their doors as a result of the pandemic. TL Ideas has been very fortunate that even though we were also going through these difficult times yeah. and having to work on skeleton stuff for some operations, we were fortunate enough that for some of our contracts, um, we were deemed or termed as essential services. Mm. Uh, therefore, uh, we were able to provide still as a continued service, but on a limited number of people mm. or limited number of days to obviously avoid the added contact or impact that it, we might also be exposed to. Mm. So our number of days like uh, reduced from a full working week to minimum two, at the most three days a week. And in some operations, we had like a total, total shutdown where we couldn't provide our clients with the service because Mm -hmm. our clients had stopped working for whatever the period was. And our yard had to cease operating Mm -hmm. because um, obviously the material that we would pick up as scrap to bring into our yard would then... um, you know, have to be sold off. Mm. So the markets were a bit challenging. No, most companies were not taking. Um, if they were taking, they were taking at little volumes and it wasn't feasible for us to run the yard and carry the cost of having a full capacity of staff in the yard. So we had to then halt our operations for a little bit. But that was temporarily. So. Mm. And, uh, you know, you obviously touch on some of the challenges that you faced during that period and some of the changes that you had to do in order for your business uh, to survive. Um, Have you adapted to these new standards that have been obviously put on us by uh, the COVID-19 regulations, what everybody is now terming the new normal? Yes, look, um, I believe it is within the best interest of any organization to adapt to this new normal, Mm. right? Um, it, it, it's it's given all of us a wake-up call, yeah. all right? So uh, what we have done is um, the process has enabled us to improve on our hygiene practices, ensure that we encourage safe practices from our staff, even us as owners of the business, you know, um, continuously encourage people on 
cleanliness and good hygiene practices and measures. Um, with all our trucks, our vehicles, we try by all means that each truck, when it leaves the yard, it's got its own sanitizing um, products. Yeah. They've got their sanitizers, their soaps, everything. They've got their masks, their gloves. So just to minimize, you know, um, what's this? The exposure. Yeah. To, to the pandemic, yes, we cannot say it's 100% guaranteed, but the little that we are doing to motivate and encourage our staff to ensure that they keep safe at all costs. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the business can only survive if the staff are healthy. So for any organization, the staff are the backbone of the business. So the business needs to take care of its own. Mm. That is what we are driving to. And obviously, uh, during the pandemic, you mentioned that, you know, certain things had to be tightened, um, you know, uh, budgets had to be reworked. Uh, now that we are sort of easing out of lockdown, uh, are you starting to plow back into the business? Yes, no, definitely. Mm. Um, we, we've done that. Um, we are operational again. Yeah. With the easing, it has actually made us now go back to full capacity. Um, trying to catch up also um, on lost time. You know, mm. it, it's not an easy task, but yeah, we, we are putting full steam ahead. Mm. And we are still taking care of business on Rise FM. I'm Zengi Sachira chatting to TL Ideas trading owner Tembili Semjali on how APSA helped her navigate the after effects of the current pandemic. How did APSA step in and, and support or provide some sort of relief for you during these uh, trying times? Yes, mm. I don't know how to describe the process. You know <laughs> what, <man? laughs> I, I think we need more absence in our lives. Yeah. For 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 the, I'm sorry that I'm going to constantly go to the black, you yeah. know, yeah. color, but for black people, nah, for one to sustain, we need companies that have a bigger vision. Yeah. Companies that will have will support us through difficult times. Mm. Companies who understand our business concepts, our livelihood, the sustainability of the business, APSA has pulled through for us. Mm. In this difficult period, um, dealing with them, you know, they've made this whole process way better. Mm. You know, um, that I was able to negotiate uh, with them as well that, look, um, my agreements, my repayment terms, can they be sort of put on hold yeah. up until this dies down? And they were willing, they listened, they gave me that, and I got that breather, mm. you know, that some industries, it was very difficult for them to survive. You know, if you don't have somebody that you're going to fall back to and who understand and hear you, then it makes it obviously challenging. And some companies had to shut down completely mm. because they didn't have the structures that I was given within APSA. Mm. And uh, maybe could you elaborate on some of the, the structures that you were assist, uh, given at APSA or some of the assistance that you actually received? Okay. There's a lady by the name of Chantel mm. McKenzie. She is my business banker. Obviously, when um, the lockdown measures were being introduced and the levels and so forth, I started engaging with her yeah. and um, had intense meetings that 
this is the situation. Mm. We all don't know where we are or where we're going and what's going to happen in the next few months. And I had just, just, um, you know, been approved and my equipment had been released in some um, instances mm. and the banks needed their money. Mm. I hadn't started generating an income to be able to repay the financing that was provided by APSA. Mm. But me engaging with Chantelle and she made it so easy for me that we are all going through tough times. Yeah. I will speak to the senior powers and then we will come back to you with feedback. I was really assisted. Mm-hmm. We need um, institutions like APSA that take care of small businesses, that take care of people like myself, yeah. especially when we're struggling, and that give us solutions and suggestions. They came up with the best tailored solutions for my business. I am still running because APSA was there for me. Mm-hmm. And then what practical tips then would you give to other business people um, who are obviously struggling post the pandemic, well, you know, towards the end of the lockdown, uh, how can they adapt? Businesses need to ensure that they comply with the COVID regulations. Mm. That's first and foremost. Safeguard their staff. Like I said earlier, staff are the backbone of the survival of any organization and ensuring that we put systems and measures in place mm. is also key to everyone's protection and health and safety. We need to stay focused. Mm. It is not an easy process, but we need to make sure that we devise means and measures that will ensure that we are not compromised and our staff are also not compromised. Mm. Okay, and also, um, so, you know, you've obviously said to us that EPSA has done a lot by coming forward and giving you the the financial and um, advice, the support to be able to ensure that you do survive the pandemic. So there's this TV campaign that they've launched uh, with the sl- slogan, we do more so you can. When you think about that, uh, we, like, what are your thoughts when you hear that? I can safely rely on EPSA mm. for the right products the right solutions. I can count on APSA to help me with the right business advice, which is what I got from my business banker. Mm. I can run my business efficiently with the solutions that were provided to me by APSA during this difficult period. I've managed to keep my staff and employ people to help uplift my local community and create sustainable employment. I'm even considering exporting some of the products thanks to APSA and the accessibility that they've given me and the advice and tools they've given me. Mm-hmm. And just to close off, for those listeners who may be in need of your uh, services, well, when it comes to waste management, how can they get in touch? How can they find you? Okay. Look, I'm not so big. One can find me at Timberlishan Charlie. That's uh, my Facebook page. Right and um, www. my sorry my website www.tlideas.co.za. Thank you so much, Timbisi, for joining us this evening. Thank you very much. 
Still taking care of business on Rise FM and APSA's managing executive for both Mpumalanga and KZN, Ronnie Mbazane, is back with us. Now, Ronnie, you've heard Tembelithi's story and how APSA's support has assisted her survive the repercussions of the pandemic. I'm pretty sure these are the feel-good stories that remind you that what you offer as a bank is vital. No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Utembilisha's story is, is, is one that uh, is very close to us. Mm. And, and I must say, you know, uh, Tembilisha, um, you know, has also, um, you know, take advantage of the relief funds that we created as a bank. And as you have heard from her, that uh, she, she, she has uh, tapped in in terms of our commercial asset funding where we um, release uh, liquidity. Mm. Uh, we did not only do that uh, in terms of support as a bank, we, we created uh, you know, networks that um, allowed most of our clients to really uh, talk and uh, uh, access uh, each other in terms of this period, especially in terms of accessing you know, some markets and potentially diversifying. Mm. We, we, we created a lot of webinars that were were highly, you know, attended by most of our clients in this period. As you know, that we couldn't, uh, you know, manage, uh, you know, businesses on the face-to-face basis. Yeah. And we created platforms for most of our clients to um, talk to our sector specialists and also to be close to our bankers. That has uh, yielded positive results. And um, majority of our customers were sustained in this period to survive, you know, this pandemic. All right. Um, I think that's where we'll leave it for this week. But thank you so much, Roddy, for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Uh, and I want to say thank you to Tembeli for mm. really sharing the story. Our role as quickly as APSA that um, we want to continue supporting the businesses that we, we serve that has been in partnership with us. And we invite most of our businesses and our clients to engage with our business banking suits um, to, to really and or get assistance in this field. As we say that, uh, uh, we do more mm. so that uh, they can. Thank you once again, Rani. Thank you. The APSA Business Agility Series is proudly brought to you by APSA. We do more so you can. That's Africanacity. Can I? Can I keep my business agile during tough times? With APSA, I can. I can get access to funding, showcase my expertise to new markets, and gain exposure to networking opportunities. Change the way that you do business. Speak to your business banker or call us on 0800-227-592 to find out how we can support you to keep your business agile. We do more so you can. That's Africanacity. APSA is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. It's nothing personal. It's just taking care of business on Raza Fam. 27 to 7 at Zengisa Chirwa with Wandi Lemazibugo about to jump.